Welcome to Hellas Footy Podcast, episode 27. I'm your host, George. Steve, how are you? Well, George, um, with everything that's happened this week, I can't yeah. help but feel slightly <laughs> deflated and yeah, just confused. It's been a crazy so, week, that's for sure. Tony? Uh, yeah. yeah, man, same. I mean, the, the the football world pretty much been turned on its head this week with that Super League thing. Yeah, we'll talk about that later with the breaking news that we just uh, posted up as well. Nico? Yeah, I'm with the guys disgusting news with the Super League and also a lot of bad results for Bonifat, of course. Yeah, that doesn't help the cause either, yeah. Um, only the four of us tonight. Greg was supposed to jump on, but uh, things are happening. So hopefully we'll, um, we'll get to see him uh, jump on throughout the podcast sometime. All right, guys, we'll get started with the league here. So, pardon um, <clears throat> me, we'll start with the uh, the top half of the Super League. Um, Parthnagos won, Aris two. Parthnagos actually took the lead in the 31st minute. Uh, Sankare scored a goal. Just before half time, uh, Manos missed a penalty um, and things were looking good um, for the Greens, but uh, unfortunately, Second half goals to Manos in the 62nd minute, and then three minutes later to Ezekiel Garcia wrapped up the game for Aris. Lots of yellow cards, a red card in between all those goals as well to Maurizio. Lots of people saying uh, it was harsh, it wasn't harsh. Lots of debate going on. Antoni, how did you say it, mate? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we started off the game. We were playing all right. You know, we went up 1-0 going into to halftime. And then we went into second half. And, well, sorry, you know, actually in the first half, Aris were still pretty threatening. Uh, we were up 1-0. We, we go into halftime. Uh, we start the second half. And a lot of people were saying that Mauricio's, uh, you know, red card really dictated the, the change of tempo in the game. But number one, yeah, it was a little harsh, that second yellow. But at the same time, number two, I think even if Mauricio stayed on, we were still going to lose the game because... Aris were completely outplaying us in many respects. Uvanathanaikos in the second half didn't even have a shot on target. I don't think they had a shot in the second half. Yeah. Um, and overall, yeah, it, it was poor. It was poor from us. Uh, it was good from Aris who pressed us hard. Um, and like I was telling the boys earlier this week, uh, I think I'm starting to get tired of this play under Bologna. I was very defensive of him. Uh, but I just think you can't you can't win sustaining a play style like this. It's just not worth it. It's not it's not the style Panathinaikos should be playing anyway, especially in the Greek league, where in the must win games we can't pull off a win. Do you think, um, Nico? I'll go to you. Do you think? I mean, you're up one nil, and then you get a player sent off, and then you can see so, two goals. Yeah. So it's, I mean, is that? It was so similar to the game you guys beat us in last week, where we yeah. took the lead. Uh, cop the red card and couldn't come back. Yeah, so my point is they're saying, like, can you really lay blame on Bologna? Like, okay, you can, lay, can. Blame, you can lay blame can. on tactics and all that. Fair enough. And I'll tell I mean, you why. Go because remember, you, you asked me, well, maybe two months ago now, if I'm a fan, if he's won me over. And I was still initially a little bit sceptical. Mm-hmm. And I said, long term, I don't know if we can keep this up. That, and Andoni was on the money with the playing style. That My beef is with the playing style. I don't mind it in a one-off game, um, especially in a really big derby, but more so the fact like we, that, that Yanina, the run of games against Yanina, for example, we, yeah. we haven't beaten Astetas in three attempts this season. Against those smaller teams, it's the same tactics, and there's no way Panathinaikos should be adopting those tactics against those types of teams, mm-hmm. with all due respect to them. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think um, Bologna, I mean, do you think he was ever going to be a long-term solution no, to you guys? No, I thought... Like, even with Alapuzos, yeah. No, end of next season, Max, I thought. Yeah. But as we were saying with Andoni, it might even be brought forward to this season. Yeah, I, I think if you yeah. guys tank hard and you miss out on European spot, definitely. I, I mean, That's... Andoni, after the disaster of the start of the year, which seems like an eternity ago, where you had the, um, the young Spanish coach come in, you needed yeah. someone... Uh, an authoritarian, I guess, I don't know, an older person, yeah. an older coach that has football links as well because you guys needed to strengthen the squad. Maybe he was the person that you guys needed. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, that that's exactly what I was thinking. He He's more of like a stopgap solution, kind of stop the bleeding and steady the ship because the team had no identity. 
Yeah. Uh, we're every week it was a new formation, a new lineup before Bologna, and he kind of gave the team a defensive identity. But like Nick was saying, I mean, you lose to Yanina three times, you play Panatolikos, you lose against them. Yeah. The, the, the style was tragic. Yeah. yeah, we can't beat Asteras. Like, I understand, like Nico was saying, when you're playing against Olympiacos or, or like different. a big derby match, yeah, it's completely different. But this is Panathinaikos. You can't be struggling hard against, with all due respect to Yanina and Pantolikos, but yeah. those are teams you should be beating. Are you um, taking away the fact that it's Aris who have had a good season? Yeah, I mean, you you're know, leading. I, you're leading. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah, makes it leading. worse. Yeah. 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 And I mean, yeah, Aris, Aris are playing good this season, but it's one of those things where it's a must win game. Uh, and again, they let it slip. And it's like, I feel like it would have happened against anybody. It would have happened against Asteras Tripolis, Pauk. Yeah. Yeah. They keep throwing it away when it matters most. Yeah. Schenkerfeld was a big loss. Yeah. Yeah. Big out. Yeah. And, and the warning you... signs were there right on the stroke of half time with their missed penalty. You think that would have woken them up. But, and you yeah. guys, you guys have been pretty miserly in, like in defense as well. You've been holding teams, and it, it, factoring in that you've taken you're taking away two of your best defenders uh, in Kudelis as well for an extended period, I guess. So you've you've moved on from from that in the short term. But yeah, it, it was a game that let yeah that you guys let slip that could harm your chances for European football. We're going to need a miracle um, now for Europe, especially with AEC yeah. being all over the place, and hopefully. You know, Greg will jump on if his circumstances allow him then to talk about that. Um, anyway, we'll move on from that one. Um, Stephen, did we suffer a hangover? 2 0 loss to Balk. Yes, it was away. Uh, goals in the 49th minute to Zivkovic and 63rd minute to Zivkovic. Oh, sorry, a double to Zivkovic as well. What happened? Yeah, I mean, the the boys, after winning the title, uh, mathematically wanted three days off. Pedro Martins, yep. as you said to me before the pod, George relented and gave him the day off. Um, gave him three days and, off and told them to go. Yeah, not, exactly. Not to leave Athens. Or not to leave Exactly, Athens. and it, uh, it certainly showed. It certainly showed. I think it wasn't just that, though. I think we didn't look fatigued necessarily, but... You could tell we were a little bit off the pace against Balk, who clearly are still, you know, they still have something to fight for. They're yep. still pushing for, to get into Europe, where we we have nothing really left to play for apart from the cup. Um, and I think that I think the system was a bit wrong. You know, he let he still even then he still let a lot of players off. So Medo and Bar weren't in the squad. Hassan was on wasn't on the bench. Um, and so maybe the three four three wasn't the right choice. I know that's the formation he really wants to push for next season. But if you don't have the personnel to actually play the formation, probably look. You know, Avram been a fantastic player for us, but he's he's getting on a bit. You know, he's a Geras now. Yeah, and, and in, in a got... formation like that, it was never his game. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, we just looked a bit. We just looked a bit flat. And I, obviously, I'd never want to lose to Balka, especially any well any big team in the derby. But at the end of the day, it doesn't hugely matter. You know, this Balk want to have beaten us in a time where they, they needed to win and we didn't. So fair enough to them. Look, yeah. yeah. Uh, my only take is the, the, the things that we discussed before. And I was watching the videos of all the players celebrating after we clinched the league. The I think it was Jose Sa going, or whoever it was, you know, going up to Martins, give us three days off, give us three days off. And then he's laughing. He's like, all right. You get three days off, but you just can't leave the country. And I'm thinking, nah, man, this is the kind of stuff that bites you in the ass. Don't do this. But, you know, or don't post it at, at the very least, you know. Like, give the players three days off, but don't put it online, knowing that we've got a big game, like, against here. And then we talked about potential lineups and changing it around and mixing it up to see who comes in and who gets opportunities and all that. But it was interesting that Vrusay and um, Lala, Nothing. Yeah, um, no sign of them. Yeah. What's being said though, Vruzai is going to play against Asteras this week. Yeah. I've so. seen. And then we'll see. Players yeah. like, yeah, like Holevas, Papastopoulos, and um, Avram, you know, combined, that's over 100 years old, these blokes. <laughs> to combine, to tell, you know, a centre yeah, back, just... back parent, you know, 
um, Avram and um, Socrates are not the fastest guys either. So you know. I just felt like it, it. I just felt like they needed to play. Just play it back four. Like the lineup. Uh, is not the, the lineup never made sense. The lineup never made sense. That that was like the most said, disappointing thing for me. There, there are players. There there were players on the bench and some who weren't even in the squad, like Surlis, who probably. Yeah. Obviously, you don't want to chuck him out and start against in a game against Balk, even if we won the league. But you know, have him on the bench and just take him off and like bring him on in like the last twenty minutes or so, just see what he, he can do in the in a big game. You know, like there's nothing to lose, yeah. Apart from the actual game, but then again, ultimately, there's nothing to lose. Yeah. So I just felt like he took risks where it wasn't necessary, and then where he should have taken risks and maybe tried out other things, he didn't. Feel like he could, he she could, and you know I'm not one to criticize Martins, like, but yeah, it's just it's a, it's a minor thing. Like I'm not pissed off or anything. Oh, look, it's, the, it's the only thing that upset me is that you know the, the lineup didn't make sense for the for the for the players that he put out. Um, and you know you don't want to lose to Park. <laughs> two two teams you don't want to lose to. Bath Nakos obviously is number one, um, and Park has been the, the team you know the last few years that you don't want to lose to, um, just for bragging rights and every other rights. But look, it's done. It's done. Um, hopefully, it's the kick up the ass that the players need to say, listen, the season we may have won the title, but the season is certainly not over, and we need to build to be able to get into. Um, to get into uh, into the groove for um, we, the cup matches as we, well. We called it last week. Remember that this could possibly happen. Yes, we did. And yeah, yeah. When's and the cup? When's the second leg of the 28. cup? Next week. Yeah. No, next week. Okay, I yeah. thought. Okay, okay. All right, boys. So we'll move on. Greg's uh, made it. Greg, how are you? Uh, I'm right on for time. now. See how we go, guys. <laughs> All right. Is, is a recording, right? Yeah, yeah, we are. We are, mate. And we left. Great. I, I personally left AIC last just in case you made it, uh, made it on. Ella, Nico. You're right on time, Greg. Right yeah. on time. <laughs> All right. AIC Athens, <laughs> three. Uh, Astera, triple is one. Um, went into halftime, one all. Goals to Galanopoulos and uh, Adrian Riera. And... Uh, Two late goals to Helder Lopez and Albanis wrapped up the 3-1 result for um, Aik. Greg, how did you see this one? Um, we started off really well. We considered, uh, you know, I've got to give credit to our status. They probably, they played all right. Um, we don't, we won all at halftime. We had Alonopoulos and Mandalos combined to open the scoring for us. Um we would we dominated the second half, but you know we we went whilst we had possession, we weren't really creating too much, and Astelas was proving quite um, dangerous on the counter attack. But uh, our pressure finally paid off, and um, Albanis, who came on in the second half, made a, another good difference. He's done this a few times, um, so yeah, it was good to get the those last two goals. And um, Lopez again held the Lopez. He, he seems to have a new wind in his legs the last few games, and again Vasil Antonopoulos was also really good. So. Um, it was good. I was glad we won with Mantelos in the in the team as well. There's, there's a lot of fans that are very critical of him. And um, there was a lot of people, because we won against um, Aris without Mantelos, all of a sudden we don't need him in the team. So And he set up he set up our two goals that got us uh, in the lead. Um, so I was, I was glad to see that. He's not, you know, he's not what he once was before his injury, but he's a good player and we need him. Yep. No, perfect. Yeah, perfect summary there. Now... I mean, the question that I put to you: You guys are all over the place. You are, you are a side that I can't. You can't predict how you're going to play. Uh, obviously, you've noticed this as well. Is it the little man? Eh? I knew this was going to be. A, I wasn't <laughs> sure whether I should come on or not. That's anyway, right. keep going. Keep going. What's um, the question? No, the, the, essentially, you guys are all over the place. How do you, I mean? It's hard to judge how one, one week you're world beaters, the next week you guys are. The, you know, uh, look, we were, we, were, we were really good against Aris. That game, we were really good. Against Asteras, it was more... Uh, look, the, I know the 3-1 looks fantastic, but um, we, were, we were the typical Ajax. We dominated Asteras as we should, yep. and we finally got two late goals. So it wasn't... Um, well, you know, it against Panathinaikos, course is going to be uh, a good test to see have we you know, really turned the tide, or is it more of the usual? Because Panathinaikos, we've always struggled against. Um, but it's going to be really good to see our overall picture in that game. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, the, the win came at a good time for you guys as well because Park obviously got the points over Olympiacos. So keep. Oh, you, exactly. That's why it was we were hanging for that winning goal yeah. because 
I knew I was going on elsewhere. Yeah, so um, that uh, kept you in the race on uh, 54 points there. All right, so we'll go through the uh, top half of the ladder. Uh, 76 points, Olympiacos. Adix sitting second on 57. Balk third on 54. Uh, Aik fourth on 54. Bathnaikos uh, with the drop points go down to four, well, stay on 49 points, sorry. And Asteras are on 44. We pretty much say they're... Uh, European dream is over and Pathanakos is holding on uh, to dear life uh, there. All right, so we'll move across to the relegation group where it's all heating up um, down the bottom there, which is um, women now. Okay, so Ofi 1-1 with Atromitos. Uh, they had a 68th minute goal, Ofi, and they were leading right up until the end where Lazaros scored a 93rd minute equaliser for them to wrap things up and break the hearts of the Credans there who thought they may have had the points. It's a um, pretty even match. Orphe actually were looking the better side but just couldn't um, couldn't finish things off there for them. Um, yeah, so they're, they're still unfortunately caught up in that dogfight down the bottom with that draw. They didn't really much fall away there. Um, Panetolikos, 1-0 winners over Apollon. That was a uh, big, big win for that club there. It was a 84th minute own goal, uh, which was the difference there. So that, um, that was considering they were cellar dwellers and they needed to get something there. Uh, they got the result, which uh, puts them back right into the race to avoid relegation. Volos, 1-1 with Yanina. Uh, Salvador Sanchez scored for Volos in the fourth minute. And uh, Angelos uh, Liasos in the 29th minute equalised for Pass. Pretty much stayed the same there. Now, on that game as well, and we'll go to Greg, seeing as he's got a soft spot for Volos, they <laughs> sacked the coach... Um, or whatever he resigned, whatever you want to call it, Angel Lopez, um, gone. What do you think's happened there, mate? I have no idea. I'm, yeah. I'm really disappointed. Uh, I thought Volos is one of the teams that plays better football in the Super League. And, uh, yeah. they, you know, they showed they, they were the best of the rest by some way. Um, so I'm, I wanted to try find, uh, this week to find, try and get some information as to why, um, why this has happened. Yeah, it, it literally made no sense. I mean, the only thing I can think of when I, when I heard the news was, I know um, Bills was talking about he wants the team to be in the top half and to push for European football. But, you know, once again, if you sell your best player, or, or not even sell him, give him away, whatever he did, uh, Wada back to pole, kind of, you know, damages what you were trying to build there. So... I feel if the coach was sacked purely because of results, then that kind of, you know, kind of sucks for him because he had the team playing nice football. And I dare say they'd be in a different position if um, Wada was kept. I mean, I don't know. Do you guys my, my only guess is his plan was to go to back to Spain once the season was over. And because Volos and Yanina, for example, have got nothing to play for, They've decided to um, just end it earlier. But that's, my, that's just an assumption. Because yeah. results-wise, they were fine. Um, they were playing good football in a good squad. Uh, the chemistry was good. Makes makes very little sense. Makes no sense at all. Yeah. Uh, boys, did you read anything on it? Anthony? Nah. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? I, mean, I was just surprised because like you guys have said, they've comfortably been the best of the rest and it was just strange if it was for performance reasons. I don't know if that's a good enough excuse, but if it is in terms of him returning to Spain, then sure. I, I, I get that a little bit more, but it's, it's not a bad a Volos team, and I guess with the right coach, they could maybe push on further next season. We'll see where they we'll see where he ends up. Um, I guess so. All right, last match of the round there. Uh, Nilo Lamia and Larissa had a Nilo draw there. Lots of yellow cards, um, but no goals in that game, which uh, did no favours really for Larissa, uh, considering the teams around them picked up points as well. I mean, they picked up points as well, but um, they were lucky not to lose. They were lucky not to lose. Yeah, oh, so Lamia, picked, yeah, okay. Yeah, Lamia, Lamia has, was. Uh, they've been on. They, they've changed, man. They've. They have. They've changed. really turned it around, and uh, they they should have won. Delicic had a couple of goals uh, ruled off uh, by VAR. Yeah, he was just offside on a couple of occasions, but man, they they they're really uh, owning their games. They they're playing well. They're great. They, they're they're reminding me of that uh, Bunny Onios team a couple of years ago, where they were last at 
Christmas and then they, had, they won like six, seven games and they ended up nearly finishing in the top. I think they finished sixth or seventh or something and it was just like, where'd this come from? So, yeah, yeah, yeah interesting. All right, so the best of the rest table, Volos on 39 points, Yanina 35, Lamia 31, a ball on 30, a Thromitos 30, Ofi 25, Larissa 24, and Panetolikos 24. So that cluster down the bottom is an interesting one. See how it goes. Larissa host Ofi this week, um, and Bas host uh, Panetolikos. So there, you know, the big, obviously, big game is going to be Larissa versus Ofi. So I'd say whoever wins that might be able to just escape out of that uh, bottom section there. All right, Super League 2. We'll go to that, guys. Um, we may hear. Yep. Okay, so the results for those games. Levadiakos hosted Ionikos, and they went down 2-1. Uh, Massive oh, win for Ionikos. Bravo. Yes. <laughs> uh, Levadiakos actually took the lead with uh, Poleto on the eighth minute, but... Um, Matsukas in the 58 and Manalis in the 81st minute scored goals for Ionikos, who ended up taking the uh, win away from home. Um, Ofi, the second Ofi, actually took the lead over Xanti. Uh, Mauro Dalla Costa in the 45th minute. And they were looking like they might actually go and get the win there. But uh, goals in the 80th minute to Kapnidis and 88th minute to uh, Mikel Datsi. Um, got the points for Xanti there, so they uh, escaped with a win in that uh, in that match. Uh, my family local team, Kanya, two one winners over Apollo Larissa. Uh, Lucas Brambilla scored an eight minute goal. Uh, Obradovic in the twelfth minute um, equalised for Apollo, and Triantafilakos scored the winner in the sixteenth minute. So. Three goals in the first 16 minutes and people that afterwards for Kanya to take a 2-1 lead, a uh, 2-1 win into that game. Kadeskakis, Doxa, one all, uh, second half goals to Theologu and Sampanidis, Sampanidis, sorry, in the 87th minute, shared the points for those two. And the last game of the round, Panakaiki, one, Elvotelis, one, Aravidi scored for Panakaiki and Tyrone Conrad in the 31st minute equalised for Edward Ellis, and that's how it stayed. Okay, so the table in Super League 2, only of course on top comfortably 46 points. Xanti sitting second on 38, Vadiakos third on 38, Hanya 34, Edward Ellis 33, Rodos 30 points there. Best of the rest, 7th onwards, Panakeiki, 29 points, Apollon, 24, Trikala, 23, Doxa, 21, Kareskakis, 13, and Ofi, last on 12 points. So, yeah, look, only course are flying, um, so they're looking like they could get grab that promotion spot. So that league splits in half as well, you guys don't know, um, in a week or two, I believe, and uh, they'll do similar to what Super League does. Um I think lesser games there, so we'll uh, we'll get the information out once we know more about that. All right, guys, we'd be remiss of us not to talk about this European Super League. Now, latest sure, news. He just talks about the Super League. <laughs> well, yes, and then you know what? <laughs> Let's hope that these bastards that want to do this Super League go up to all the leagues in Europe and say, you know what? We're going to copyright this name. He's five million euros. The EPO should just take it, and we go back to Alpha. And then we're laughing. <laughs> Anthony's shaking his head. They're, they're going to have to do the same with Switzerland and Turkey as well. Ah, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, they've got the money. They've got JP Morgan Bank, you know, bankrolling them. So, um, latest news, guys. Bath Nakos, apparently, there's all these vague, vague, vague rumours. So let's not, let's not jump all over this. But we posted here, rumours online have been circulating that the Greek team that has been supposedly offered to join the European Super League is Bartnikos. Before we get into that, Nico, what do you think of this idea and how do you think it will it'll affect Greek clubs or Greek football? I hate, I hate and strongly, strongly emphasise the word hate, this whole concept. I despise it. I think it's ridiculous. Um, as for Bartnikos and Greek football in general, I wouldn't have a clue how it affects us. 
too too early to tell. Will it make us more competitive without those so-called elite in the Champions League and Europa League? Who knows? Yeah. Will it devalue the competition? Who knows? Oh, look, it will devalue the competition without a doubt. Who knows? I, I mean, you know, for instance, the EPL, which you support, if these clubs leave, then you can sure as hell know that no club's going to get the money that they're getting now. Yeah, no every, club, yeah. And, yeah. And, and a lot of the players outside this plastic six will get up and leave and to yeah. join them. Well, but you can only have so many players playing for you as well. So oh, they'll have they'll have probably squads of fifty. Let them in all the other comps. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of the flow-on effect will be huge with regards oh, to reset, especially Look, in leagues like breath. the EPL where. Well, the thing is, and I'll speak to the other guys about this, but the leagues like EPL where Crystal Palace. Look, I'll tell you Crystal what. Crystal Palace though, has players on eighty, ninety thousand a week. Yeah. Imagine, though, like, obviously I'm biased when I say this, but a title race that's wide open between my villa, Everton, Leeds, Leicester, West Ham, that, uh, Newcastle. People will buy it. People buy into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stephen, you're in the UK, mate, so you're probably seeing this tenfold because it was, uh, I believe it was, uh, well, the six, six English Premier League clubs. So. Well, for, from what's being said, the main instigators from these English clubs was Manchester United and Liverpool, which almost yeah. isn't the yeah, surprise because they are the two biggest, most successful, yeah. Yeah. historical, uh, uh, you know, describing words club you can think. Um, and yeah, people are in uproar. There are fans comp- uh, protesting outside of grounds. They've held up t- uh, banners. I think they held up a banner I- in the Leeds game against Liverpool yesterday. Yeah. I've heard they've, they've burnt jerseys as well. They burnt jerseys. Whether I don't know if they were actual Liverpool sports who burnt their own jerseys, but you know they were Liverpool fans in that crowd, so most likely. Yeah. Oh, fair um, play. People, people are pissed. Yeah, people, and yeah. I'm, I'm pissed because you know, you know what. Go on, Stephen. I got a question for you. How on earth did they come up with Spurs and Arsenal? What's so elite about those two? <laughs> the opposite I mean, of elite. You know what? I'd love to answer that question, but I'm not because yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah. Well, shall I? Shall I tell you, Nigor? It's not, it's the whole reason this league is being formed in the first place. It's because they are part of that financial big six that can afford to be there. It's not based on it. If you, it is, and this is no disrespect to Spurs or Arsenal because, you know, I have a lot of family members who are both Tottenham and Arsenal support. My dad's a Spurs supporter. And yeah. he has said to me, if Spurs go into this European Super League, he will not support them anymore. It, it is a joke because. The, the whole thing, and we'll go to Anthony here because I want to get you, I want to fact, I'll ask you in a second here, but it is a joke because, okay, you got your shiny new stadium and you got wealthy owners and all this kind of stuff, but really, you've got no European pedigree. You've got Red Star Belgrade has more European pedigree yeah, than. That, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. So does Star yeah. Bucharest as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, um, <laughs> they've got more European pedigree in their little finger than your whole club does. So what do you... We've made a final. What yeah. have they done? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Barthene Kors. Yeah. My, little, my little old Barthene Kors in the grand scheme of things compared yeah. to them. Not my, even my Villa has won yeah. it. Forest Wimbled- has won it twice. Yeah. Wimbledon. Yeah. Well, not Wimbledon, but you know what I'm like, I'm Wembley, saying. Like, yeah. Even yeah. Man City. What have they done in Europe? People don't. They've just got wealthy owners. Yeah. Now, Anthony. Yeah. You're American and, you know, well, you're Greek, but you live in America. Now, without having the sound, whatever, this whole market, this whole thing is pitched to American markets, yeah. you know, China, uh, you know, Middle East. They're, they're pitching this idea because, you know, take it like, I don't say this, whatever, but, you know, the Americans love a good bit of shiny plastic. So how's it been received um, in the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, uh, overall, the whole thing is just a travesty. I mean, you guys hit the nail on the head with that part. Uh, overall, I mean, the, the funny thing is the people that have been more open to it, I have noticed on social media have been the Americans. Um, and like you were saying, it's the sports culture here is there's no relegation. Um, oh, we've got all- it in Australia as well. So let me let me preface that I'm not having a go at America. But ours is like 1% money-wise compared to America. Yeah, yeah. Completely, yeah. And the thing is, the whole (laughs) culture of our sports here, it's kind of welcoming this this European Super League. And uh, where's where's the competition? There's You're all in in this one tournament where nobody can get relegated. 
everybody ha- is getting this crazy amount of money. Yeah, it's all a money grab. What's the point? You, the whole point of the sport is you can go from fifth division to first division, work your way up. It's all about hard work and playing and about being fair. And with this, yeah. this model is terrible. You're just constantly. And the funny thing is here in the US, how US sports is, you get rewarded for losing. So like if you finish last, let's say in the NBA, you get the highest pick in the draft. Yeah, yeah. So are they going to do the same thing with the Super League where if my team joins, we finish 12th every single year, but we're going to get rewarded in this in a certain way. Yeah. I should be I should go down and try to work my way back up and let another team go up. It, it's ridiculous. I hate this model. It's it's a complete joke. It makes no sense. Now, Greg. Greg, uh, interestingly, in Australia, yeah. in Australia, you're seeing um, like I've seen and I've, I've called them out. You're seeing fans of Liverpool, fans of all these clubs up in arms against this whole European Super League model, yet these same fans don't want to see the model that essentially is being used for the European Super League we use in, in our Australian football. The hypocrisy of it is, is lost. Like It's laughable here. How do you see it? Like- uh, you've said it. It's just hypocrisy. Uh, and there's a couple of journos who have... I've uh, called out on Twitter just to see what they have to say because, of course, they're against the European Super League, but um, A-League's different. Uh, you know, well, it has to be just say. those teams. Um, and, that, you know, the only reason I got back was professionalism, which I thought was a big malakia. Uh, you know, if you, you allow, you know, give South Melbourne, it's the Olympic, all these other traditional NSL clubs, give them the opportunity to be professionally part of it, just for one, give some of these clubs a chance. And yeah. they'll give them a chance. So yeah. you can't just go off what happened in the NSL all those years ago with nowhere near the support um, that they had and the financial support well, that the they have now. Yeah. Um, and the product uh, that's been put on, on TV and, and marketed. So it's a totally different um, product and brand now. Um, but the fact that no traditional club has had a chance, and I've been raving on this for uh, over 10 years uh, back in the soccer soccer weekly days, is mm. just is a travesty. And it's a... Uh, uh, it's, it's, you know, there's racism. Uh, you know, some people are calling it racism uh, because we're, we're, we're getting denied because of our heritage. And every other country in the, in the world, especially in America, uh, and I think even Mexico, uh, they, they embrace teams that have, in South America as well, they embrace teams that have a, um, a heritage that's not from the native country. So um, Lazio's colors are, they did it for Grace. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, Hellas, Hellas, Hellas Verona were. Verona. Uh, they yeah. put out a they put yeah. out a tweet celebrating Greek independence. And, and there's another team. There's another team in the lower tiers. And, and, and the, yeah, and this yes. is, and this is where this is what I say because it's also it's the same level with this European Super League because yeah. these owners in these top twelve clubs are essentially upset and they've said it. I think Agnelli, the Juventus bloke, said it, or one of them said it supposedly that um. Atalanta making the Champions League is a disgrace. You know, my club should be there. Why should they be there? You know, Leicester City being there. You want the game to grow. Let these clubs get there and let these clubs get the Champions League money and grow. And if they invest it correctly, then they grow. Like, what's they've done it on merit as well. And it's all meritocracy. And and meritocracy is the thing, yeah. So they don't have a season to make it there. And this is why these closed Malakia leagues do is they talk about meritocracy they talk about we're going to give money we're going to do this but they don't care it's just it's essentially owners of football clubs that hide behind their club don't say anything they just do what they want but when it goes to vote no we're going to block everything and this is the same model that the european super league wants to do is essentially exactly the same as the a league yeah Australia. we we talk about the overkill in the derbies in greece Imagine yes. the overkill here. How many times oh, can yeah. you watch Madrid and Barcelona? How many times yeah. can you listen, watch the Manchester? Listen, you ask any Liverpool fan, do you want to see them play Madrid, Real Madrid and Barcelona three, four times a year? Or do you want to see a nice derby against Everton twice Everton, a year? Yeah. You know, you tell, I mean, Tottenham and Arsenal are going to have their little derbies in the Super League. But, um, <laughs> but that, that derby is built on tradition. That's one of the biggest derbies in the world. And it's just going to be, advertised and just it's going to be i don't know papered over and it's just not going to be the yeah. derby that it was it's anymore it's just it's just not this it won't be the same yeah it's going to be commercialized yes yeah. greg uh, look everyone has been spot on about this super league um 
my thing is, I really think UEFA and FIFA really have to do what they're saying. Yeah. Um, ban these guys, these clubs from any European competition, so Champions League, Europa. From yeah, now, like international, like yeah, from, international. From, from ban, today. ban them from internet playing international. The players from ban, playing international games that are, are FIFA sanctioned. Um, and watch what happens in the long run when this happens. Um, in, in, in one way, I mean, I, I think it's disgusting. And the fact that the Champions League has been designed to um, for these elite clubs as it is now, which is just for me, has killed the Champions League compared to what it used to oh, be. 100%. Uh, and then they've gone to this other level, and what the presidents of some of these clubs are saying is just a complete disgrace. Um, so I really hope, you know, if this happens, uh, the sanctions are put on these clubs and the players. Um, and I think we might, have, we might actually see a European competition, uh, even the Champions League, Europa League, that might be worth watching because I'm sick of watching these big clubs just monopolise European football uh, and give, uh, yeah. you know, maybe it's going to give that romantic feeling we had in the 90s and the eight, previous I years. There yeah. was a uh, journalist, and I haven't, made, I haven't had the opportunity to read his article, and he said he, he, he's zonal marking, so he's pretty spot on with a lot of the things that he says. Um, and, he, and he said, look, these clubs have gotten so big, maybe it's time to just let them go, let them do their own thing. And I'm of that opinion. You want your little 12-team competition? Go do your 12-team competition. Do you guys reckon it'll go ahead? No. I agree. No. I think, yeah, I, think I, agree. I think they're posturing to get more money out yeah. of UEFA. Provide, provided UEFA and FIFA stick to what they're saying. Yeah. So I, I agree with what Greg said too. They got to really stand firm and hold their ground. Ban them from yeah. the Premier League, ban them from ban them all. League, Europa League, yeah. internationals, a lot. Absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go to Antoni quickly here. Um, yeah, but. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say, I agree with Greg. Uh, maybe with this all happening, it might be a blessing in disguise and we might get a European competition that's actually worth watching again instead of seeing Liverpool and Real Madrid and Barcelona yeah. dominate the competition. We might see. I mean, and maybe this might, in effect, have a, a, a kind of a good effect on the Greek teams as well. Hopefully, maybe, maybe they can get yeah. more money in Europe, and that'll help. Well, like, imagine, know, imagine Olympiakos in the Champions League, a decent Olympiakos in the Champions League without these sides. Now, yeah, yeah. my biggest enough- trope with European football has been that it's been all for the elite clubs. So, if like we're saying, if this means you know the the teams that are ranked from seventh downwards, or even outside just Spain. Uh, Italy and England get more of a chance to, um, you know, be part of those bigger European competitions. Yeah, like we said, it might be might be for the better. It, it will be for the better. It's a lot of posturing. I think one of the owners or whatever said, "Look, if you win the Champions League, we make the the winner the winner gets twenty one million euros." And they're like, "What are we going to do with twenty one million euros? Pay you know." That's one player's wage. wages. Yeah, you know, it doesn't even cover wages for them, for the club there. So. Whereas a team that finishes last in the EPL gets 90 million. So, look, that's an argument. Okay, fair enough. Maybe distribution of funds could be changed a little bit as well. But it doesn't help the fact that Champions League isn't what it is anymore because, once again, a team like Tottenham who who will finish fourth, 30 points off the lead, never a chance. By Christmas, they never had a chance of winning the league. He's now taken the spot of... A Champions League club, whereas a club like Olympiacos from next season have to start from the rock bottom to have to yeah. play like ten qualifying matches that, yeah. just to even make it. And it's yeah. not. It's, how's that fair? Like, remember the chat we had a few weeks ago about the demise of yeah. Greek football in Europe and all that. And yeah. I said we had twenty years ago we had three teams in the group stages yeah. in Champions League, but it was partly not our fault. And this is what I meant. Yeah, and, but, to support those the top five leagues. But they never wanted. They never wanted it. Which now goes back to that whole argument about. Barcelona's being offered or, or looked at. You, you know, though, what I've heard with that, it's we're very low on the list. They're after Portuguese, those types of countries. Yeah, yeah oh, Michael yeah. put something in the chat. Oh, yeah, that's it's, right. I just it's read Portuguese. That. I think I don't know. I can't. They want the, the German just, clubs. They want no, the German, German, German clubs, the Portuguese clubs, the French clubs, and then like us, Russia. Turkey, whatever, so we're going to be like, right that's down lower, lower on the list. And I'm you like, fine. I'm fine with, with, with that, all man. due respect to their, to their stupid little idea that they want to do, if you add even Olympiacos, who have the best facilities by a country mile, you lose leverage on what you're trying to achieve. You're, they're already lo- losing leverage with clubs like Tottenham Hotspurs in, in, in this so-called elite, elite competition. So I just want to see a Champions League that consists of the champions of Europe. It's not hard. 
that, yeah. that's all it is. And yeah. I don't want to see a club with... Would like, love to get it back to that. But or, you, know, you know what you said, George, before. Even third in the Premier League gets direct qualification into the Champions League at the moment. Yeah. First in Greece has to go from the first round of qualifying. Exactly. First round. So they've got to play 10 matches. Yes. Yeah. And not, not, like not only Olympiagos, yeah. not, not only Olympiagos, but there are teams um, who are outside these top five yeah. leagues, top seven, whatever gets you automatic places into the group stages. Yeah. That can actually compete with some of these bigger clubs, maybe not always the elite clubs, but we've seen it this season. Yeah. That teams that have to go through these qualifying phases can still compete. It's just, it's just, it's not about, it's not about, it's not about can they or can't they compete? It's about they have to just, they've earned their right by winning the league in their own country, yet now they're not allowed to because UEFA was scared to upset Daniel Levy or Agnelli or Perez or whoever the owners of these football clubs are. So, because they're like, well, we play, you know, our wage bill is, eclipses everything you know in in these leagues and once again like when they say oh why you know clubs like atalanta shouldn't be playing champions league it's you know because they're not they're not a prestigious club it's like yeah, get out of here man what are you talking about yeah and i mean the thing is it's called the champions league yes so let's say with olympiacos if they're the champions, they deserve to go. And why, why do they yeah. have to play 10 qualifying rounds? Meanwhile, the third place team in England gets to have a free pass and automatically qualify for the groups. That, that was 30 odd points off the leaders. Yeah. yeah. That's champions the league. That's, that's, that's the thing. And that's what kills me about it. That's what I understand. So you know look, what though, they've got to really move fast with this UEFA because the, the next European ties, the semis for the Europa and the champions league are coming up. Very didn't, they, didn't they say they that suspended they've, it. they've suspended it? They, oh, okay. they yeah. did suspend it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They suspended competitions. Now, I mean, we said this before. Do you think it's all just um, a bit of uh, I agree with you. foxing here from these clubs? Yeah. So, I, I mean, so. my suggestion, well, like I said, is is instead of pandering to them and, and screaming up and down, I reckon you just say to these clubs, go do your league, go do whatever you want. Um, but if you do that, your players are ineligible to play for their country, ineligible to play, and your clubs are ineligible to play um, in their country's leagues. They might as well do that because the, the new it. Champions League format is still is still designed to benefit the elite clubs. There's going to be more teams and more elite clubs get automatic uh, uh, qualification yeah, for it. And, let's, and, and let's, let's call it for what it is, Greg. Even if they... UEFA, even if these clubs go, UEFA are never going to change it back to what it was. No, no, unfortunately. That's it. Olympiacos might, it was, yeah. It was best when it was Champions League, UEFA Cup, and the Cup Winners' Cup. It was simple. It was that easy. Was it worked yeah. it worked well. Uh, and, and I think it was it had merit based all because it had oh, it done. It was just meritocracy at the end of the day rather than elitism, which... That's football, unfortunately, what it's become. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Let's watch this space. Zakorakis went to a um, a news on that. So Zakorakis went to a UEFA meeting on Monday, European time, um, and he said he is strongly against the idea, said everything that everyone else has said, um, and he also said he's going to bring it up in a European Union meeting uh, whenever he goes to one of those next what do you guys think of, uh, and I'll go to Steve here, what do you guys think of um, politicians, prime ministers, presidents, people that are hated all of a sudden, you know, jumping in and getting involved in this when no one cared for them in football circles to begin well, with? Well, uh, our, um, our esteemed prime minister, Boris Johnson, has also come out and said that he'll do his utmost to prevent this from happening with regards to the Premier League sides. Um, and yeah, I guess this is maybe semi their way of trying to get people on their side because they see them, they see an opportunity. And this is me, you know, being a bit negative with, with this sort of thing, because at the end of the day, if, if they truly believe that this is the right thing to do and trying to stop this and sure, but it, it also, because they're politicians, you can never fully trust them. And, yeah. and they're, gonna, they're probably doing this as a ploy to be like, Oh wow. Like this guy, he helped, 
he helped us like as the fans get our club back. Oh, mm. he stopped the European Super League. Oh, like yeah. And if they do it, fair play. But it's also like a ploy, I think. I just think it's poli- um, I think it's politics. And it's and technically, technically, I think if I'm correct under UEFA and FIFA law, politicians aren't allowed to get involved in footballing nah, activities. Nah, that's, that's, so that's right. That's the whole reason. That's yeah. the whole reason leagues have been suspended and yeah. teams have been banned from Europe, etc. Great so, Yeah, like yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's interesting, and that's a great point that you make. Yeah. So now, now UEFA are leveraging on uh, this type. Of, it, it's. I just think these leaders need to just butt out and just, you know, let the game figure it out. Let's see if you wait for and take for a strong, you know, because they, they've got a lot of detractors. So let's see if their uh, leadership is uh, going to be strong enough to control this situation. All right, guys, on a, another note, I uh, probably should have spoken about this earlier, but we just caught up here. Yanis um, Gumas sacked, resigned, however you want to put it, from the under-21 ethnic your mother. Greg. About time, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I've I've never I've seen this team disintegrate. It is like I've never seen that before. Just terrible, 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 disgraceful. The, yeah, the um, talent I, in that team. I think we were talking about this twelve months ago, and I thought I think it was around twelve months ago when I thought um, he had resigned or was getting sacked, and it never happened. Uh, this just thank God, it, it, terrible coaching. I mean, he's got a he's got a great uh, group of players and some a great Greek talent out there, and we're. We're drawing, I mean, no disrespect, Stephen, to Cyprus, but we're drawing to Cyprus at home. We're, we're barely beating. <laughs> we're barely beating other teams, like small minnows. Uh, just, and then we get, we, you know, we're getting beat quite comfortably by any bigger team and medium teams that are, are on our caliber. So um, thank God. I can't wait to see someone else come in. We were doing so good under Nicopolidis. It was such a shame he left. I just, I didn't think we'd be this bad under Gumas, but we were. Um, so I can't wait to see who's going to be the next coach. Uh, to take over the Lepidus. Yeah, it'll be interesting there. Uh, anyone want to add to it, Nico? Or, nah, Greg nah. hit the nail yeah. on the head. And, and you, actually, it. as well, with the talent. Yeah, that's, nah, that's, that's it. all I wanted to say. Um, well, whilst I got you, Nico, Yorgos uh, Donis recently had an interview yeah. where um, he stated a few things um, that, yes, he'd love to one day coach ethnic your mother. Um, and interestingly enough, he said that... Um, my son was misquoted in the media stating that, he, that if he came back to Greece, he'd only play for Olympiakos. I've told him that he should come back to Greece and he should play for either Athnaikos, Aek or Pau, not Olympiakos. That's music to your ears, I guess. Oh, 100%. It is. That's what you love. From, you know, the tradition passed down from father to son. You know, it runs in the, in the blood, in the DNA. They're Bathnaikos to the bone. Which, then I'll go to Antoni here. Does it sound a bit... Um, hypocritical of a guy that on one breath says he wants to coach the ethnic or mother, but on another breath says, I don't want any, I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm anti-Olympia, of course. Um, I, no, I don't think it's hypocritical in the sense that he told his son. So it's like a familial thing to, you know, hey, you must step on a Nike, how he was That's saying. Right. Don't, don't play for Olympiacos. When it comes to the national team, he's going to be dealing with players that aren't really his relatives. So he'll be selecting whoever. Um yeah, I, I don't think it's it's that big of a deal. Now, if he had said one of his former players who he wasn't even like familiarly related to, yeah. and he had said, "Hey, don't go to Olympiacos," then okay, I would say, "Hey, man, you're being kind of biased." But it's his own son, and like Nico was saying, there's a kind of a Greek tradition that you kind of you know bring down. This is exactly what our game's been built on: this sort of tribalism and passed down from generation oh, yeah, to no, generation. Without a doubt, I think, and and I think if he had just, I mean, let's be honest. He's never going to catch ethnic. He, he doesn't. I'll, I'll tell you what. You, you, yeah, I have a question. I don't you. know about that. Yeah. No, I go on. What's yeah. the question? Uh, it's been an age-old discussion since I can remember. How would we go with a Greek coaching the ethnic? We've seen it, but in you know very brief spells. I said it to, and then Greek kind of like arced up at me, like when I said about Simos at Orphi. Now. I used him as an example because he was a young progressive coach. Now, things didn't go well for him, um, and I wish him all the luck. But I think if we had a young progressive football coach with ideas of how to play the how they, how they play the game today, and actually wasn't scared to implement them, I think we'd go okay. We've got look. We're not we're not a world champions side. We're probably not a top ten side probably not even a top 15 side, but I think 
we've got the place to be in the top 20, top 25 of the world. I think so. If we, if we do things right, I, I mean, that's not a stretch. That's not a far stretch of the imagination. We should be making every European competition oh, hands down. Now the way it is with 24 teams, it's hundred percent. We should be making every Europe and we should be, to be honest, making, so I don't know. I mean, Greg, I'll go back to you. I mean, I said, Dornis doesn't have the pedigree to coach, and you were like, I don't know. I mean, what are you seeing him that? Would, just, I, I think, would think we've seen him get the best out of young, even uh, young Greek players. Uh, we saw that at Panathinaikos, um, you know, for a whole season and more than that. Um, so I think, I think, you know, in the, his teams generally play nice football. He's got a good attacking philosophy, in my opinion. Um, my worry is more to your point. Um, I think everyone's got a good point about the whole Olympiacos thing with Donis. Um, it probably worries me a little bit that a club division could potentially happen with Donis. He, he's a guy that he's a passionate person, um, and, and he can, you know, we've seen he can he can sort of lose his temper at times. So if things escalate, I, I don't know whether Donis is someone who I have the confidence in being able to keep his head and control things, as opposed. I think he'd, he'd you know he'd snap back and. And then we're going to have problems that we've seen in the past with the national team. Uh, yeah. As a as a coach, for me and the game he plays and the, what he gets out of the players, um, I actually rate him and I think he's quite good. Even though his time at Ike was a bit up and down, um, but it's more the uh, the other stuff about um, the Madika stuff and if that will affect him, which I think might. But yeah. I, I'm willing to see him if that if that that chance taken. Right, we'll go to Antoni now. I personally think that if he had aspirations to coach a national team, he ruined them by saying, you know. Yeah, like, he, should, what, he probably should have he, said he that. He ruined altogether. them by saying that, yeah. but you know, that's just me, Antoni. Uh, you you guys know how I am. I love I love Donis. Uh, I I think he would be a. a I Do think you? Do you really? Fun. I've never noticed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love Donis. I'll go on record saying that. Um, yeah, I think he would be fine. He would be a good, he would be a, a good option for the national team. Like Greg was saying, I like his brand of football and realistically, I mean, he did pretty well with, with the Panthenaikos team that we saw last year. Um, and I had said it, I wish he had been given this third season to really build his own team and see what he could do. Um, but overall, I mean, he's been able to work with underdog talent and, uh, I had said it in our chat earlier. He's never really been able to work with a team that's, uh, you know, at the level of, of the ethnic key with the players that is you, you know you know more than me, but wasn't his wasn't the main issue that he was one of the issues that he was moved on because he couldn't attract talent and he couldn't hold on to the young talent? No, I think uh Alafuzos had this and this is where I do I do because this is what I've going. heard from some Panthenaikos fans as well. So I'm not making this up. Yeah, um, yeah. Panthenaikos uh, fans that that we're happy to see the back of Donis as well. well this is where I, I agree with the criticism. Donis had this thing with choosing his son a lot, Christos, and I, uh, I didn't really think he was that good. That's what I didn't like. Yeah. Um, but uh, the thing is with the talent, though, people have to remember, Xavi Roca was doing a lot of things behind his back and, you know, signing players without his permission. Uh, mm-hmm. wh- where, where I didn't agree with as well is... Um, like Donis had wanted a, one of these players, and I'm forgetting who it was, uh, and they, they didn't go and get him because he was Roca didn't want him. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I think personally, back to you know going back to what I was saying, I just think for the national team, he should be given a go, and I would like to see the Greek national team go with a Greek coach because, come on, if we're, if we're signing guys like Van Ship and stuff like that who are foreign players who had a big name from the 1980s when they were players but no coaching pedigree. What's the point? Might as well go with a Greek coach. Yeah. Who, yeah. you know, who knows the game, who knows Greek football, I've, who knows I've, the title. Like, yeah, yeah, the question it. was like, that's why I asked it initially. Mm-hmm. Would they buy into the philosophy and they're on the same wavelength? It depends, or, on, who, like, it depends on the coach. It depends on the coach. We'll go out for our drinks. We'll take it easy. We'll, it, de- yeah. it depends on the coach. Yeah. You get a coach yeah. like that's cut his teeth in, like a Greek that's gone out and played football out in Europe. Um, you, then you get another one like the Yero that we had. They, you know, they're they're watching they're watching the was, football he was a and, dinosaur, and they're taking of, them, of yeah, all the Greeks we, we got. We put Anathasiades. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Adam Coach yeah. was so long. Exactly. Yes. It's what a decision. He was he was <laughs> on, he was on a on a yeah a souvla for every week or something. Anyway, uh, Stephen. Well, I mean, would you guys have wanted uh, Cyprus's current manager Gostenoglu? Would you have wanted him to manage well, the FDG? Greg? <laughs> yes, I would have. 
<laughs> I would not have minded him. I don't know. You know, he's he's been fantastic every time he's come into AEC and taken over. And look what he's doing with Cyprus now. I remember, um, I remember but, sorry, Greg, when he came into yeah. your club, you guys were just playing this amazing football for a bit. Now, it kind of dropped, um, but I just remember when he came out, this new new club bounce where even your yeah, son's excited yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, the only reason he left was because we didn't win some, we didn't win a few derbies, but we, yeah. we've been pouring derbies for the last five years or so, or besides the season we won the championship. But he did, he did wonders from where we were and... Um, uh, he's done, you know, he generally keep an eye on him everywhere he goes, he generally does well. Yeah, that would be interesting to see. Hey, Nico, now, um, that's what Donny, if he was to go, if there was any Donnies that would go to Olympia, because it'd be him, wouldn't it? Oh, 100%. <laughs> Look, I yeah. don't think he would, but if out of the two, definitely. Well, do you know, yeah. like, because you see, if did you the interview where his dad said, Oh, my son was misquoted and all that, and then he, he came out subsequently to uh right the wrongs. And I'm thinking, nah, man, when I read that interview that he put out, he pretty much it was pretty clear what he said. I reckon his dad came out and slapped him one and said, What are you saying, my lucker? Sort this out, <laughs> and then he came out and clarified it. So, because yeah, anyway, hey. Donny, I told you guys his dad was gonna his dad was gonna fix him up if he if he kept that up. That's right. <laughs> anyway, boys, I think we've coved everything, um, eh? Yeah, Yanulis yeah. promoted. Yanulis promoted, yep. He's uh he got a red card. Yeah, yeah, to celebrate, he got himself sent off. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> no, yeah, good, good on him there. Uh, so, we we uh, called it back from January, all of us on here. That don't yeah. go up. Yeah, yeah. easily. Yeah. So they get their. Uh, I think what was the trend? Like it was one point five million yeah. there, and I think yeah. seven million. Seven and a half. Yeah. So yeah. Let, let's hope for his sake they don't do what typical English clubs do. They get promoted where they just say, right, you're a good left back, but we're now going to go buy a 29 year old Brazilian that, that played it, three games for Real Madrid. That that's not their style though, Norwich. Favor me. Yeah. We saw last time they didn't really invest. I mean, they paid for it because they went down, they but went they down, yeah, they yeah. just stuck with the same side mostly. All right. Anyway, boys, we'll get on to the questions here. So, uh, Lucas Petropoulos, um, at Lucas Petropoul1, his question. Question from me. What will come of Super League 2 and Football League next season? Are they merging to create two professional divisions in Greece, or will they be kept at three? Lucas, who knows, mate? Who knows? Uh, Zakorakis has just been in the helm for five minutes now, so I think we'll give him time to do something, but I think it has been on the cards that they were talking about revamping uh, those leagues again. So um, watch this space, I guess. Um, Evan F at Mr. Underscore Game O Fame. Okay. Do you think Boloni returns to Panathinaikos next season? Panathinaikos next season? If not, who would you see as a replacement? Uh, another retread uh, of retread of the Greek game or a young and inexperienced manager just like what they did with Boyatos? Nico? Oh. Lonnie goes, what are we grabbing? Uh, a Greek Come back, or... get on all fours and bow down to him. Donis. Donis. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's collecting his Arab money now. Uh, Anthony, what do you reckon? Uh, you know, I like Yanina's coach. I would like to, I would like for us to go for him, but uh, Alafuzos has this thing with getting... Um, you know, foreign coaches to try to get us into European places for some reason. He doesn't like to put trust in the Greek coaches. Uh, so Bologna's probably going to get fired, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, Evan's got another question here. Um, I've got another question, a general statement regarding the new Super League. Uh, let's say this somehow doesn't happen. Could you see any sanctions bans put in place for the owners involved and see a transition into fan-owned clubs? Um, I know in Germany, Germany they've got fan fan owned clubs. That's why a lot of these German clubs haven't joined in because I think fifty one percent fifty one percent of the clubs are owned by fans. Um, so yeah, look, it, it has. I don't to, know if we have the financial economic economical backing to do that in Greece. Well, look, you know what, Greg? Bathnakos, when Alafuzos took over, I was reading this article ages ago when he said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna give." Um, all the shares that he bought from the old owner. What was his name, boys? What was he old? Pateras. Yeah, but, no, 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 Pateras, yeah. Pateras. All the shares that he that he took off, like consumed off him, he said, look, I'm going to give these to the fans. And that, at the highest, they only purchased like 2 million euros. And then I think 
went up until the point where he cracked the shit um, and wanted to sell the club, um, the fan share had dwindled down to basically nothing. I think at, at, at its highest, it was maybe 13% or something. There's an article out there that, that showed it all. So, you know, even with when, but when Alafuzos took over the club and there was all this goodwill you know, the Greeks weren't putting their hands in there. The fans weren't putting their hands in their pockets. So it's that was good... around the time of a crisis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, it was a good, it's a good idea, Evan, and I'd be all for it because it would see a lot of these clubs, you know, not being dictated to and, you know, and fans actually saying something, but whether it's uh, something that could happen, you know, realistically, it's probably outside the, uh, the norm, unfortunately there. All right, we've got a uh, question from Yanis.k on Instagram. For the podcast, can you guys talk about the Super League that these big clubs want and also the new Europa, new UEFA Europa Conference League? What will this mean for Greek teams in European competitions? Yanis, yeah, who knows, mate? All I know is at this stage, I mean, you guys agree, we, could ne- we were never competitive enough for the Champions League the way the format is now and the way they've, they've designed it. Um, you know, Olympiakos having the biggest budget by a country mile in Greece would never do anything in Euro- in European football now. Couldn't do it back in the day when, you know, when things were a bit more level. So now forget about it. Mm. Uh, I wonder this- what it would mean for the conference league, though. Would they scrap it? Yeah. That's I- what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 They might have to scrap it before it even begins. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they'll just shelve it for another year or two. So, um, and will they continue on with this 38, whatever, new Euro, uh, Champions League? Or will they just leave it at uh, 32 or 34, whatever it is? So, lots of questions, Yanis. Unfortunately, we don't have any answers for these because I don't think the owners of the clubs or, or FIFA or UEFA do. But um, watch this space, man. We'll uh, jump on it as soon as we can. I think that's it, boys. We've got no more questions there. So, yeah, look, guys, if you uh, love what we do, please give us a five-star rating on um, iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Um, we love your feedback. Give us some feedback if you uh, want other sections added to the podcast. Um, otherwise, thanks for listening, guys. Love your work, and we'll uh, we'll do it all again next week. Boys, adia. See you, guys. See you. Bye. See you.